When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Two of the most enduring symbols of Halloween are spiders and bats. They're in almost every gothic horror movie, scary television show, and in books designed to terrify us. Although they might scare us, are they really that dangerous? We asked two experts about all the horror hype surrounding these two critters. Nancy Troiano is an entomologist and director of technical education and training for Rent-A-Kill North America. She says that, first of all, not every insect with a lot of legs is a spider. Spiders have eight legs. They have two body parts. So they have a head and thorax combined called the cephalothorax and an abdomen. And they have either six or eight eyes. They have fangs that have venom in them to subdue their prey and kill them. And they also are able to produce silk. There are three types of spiders that are usually depicted on Halloween. The black widow, brown recluse, and the tarantula. You don't want to handle the black widow or the recluse since they produce venom that is harmful to humans. But Troiano says that the tarantula is a different story. Tarantulas are actually very, very interesting spiders. Actually, most tarantulas are pretty docile and people keep them as pets. You find them in pet stores. Tarantulas are like any other spider, so they are predaceous, but usually it's on organisms that are smaller than them. What's cool about tarantulas is that they have little hairs all over their bodies. And when a prey comes along and it's, it's about the right size, they'll get the right amount of vibrations in those hairs. And that will signal them to come out of their hiding area and to, to grab their prey. So if a human walks by, that's way too many vibrations on their little hairs. And typically they're going to stay put. How did the spider ever end up as a symbol of Halloween? Troiano says that, like most of the holiday's favorite figures, it's a mixture of folklore, fear, and fall. First, she says that in medieval times, spiders were thought of as the companions of witches, like the black cat. Second, fear of spiders is common in our country. And finally, the fall season is when spiders make their most dramatic entrances into our habitats. In many parts of the country that's in temperate zones, you've got the fall weather. And spiders happen to be very big and apparent in the fall time because a lot of spiders will emerge from their egg sacs in the spring. And so they've been feeding for many months now. And by the time October comes around, so they're larger in size. They're spinning large webs. They're out looking for mates. They have to mate and lay eggs, a lot of times the first frost will kill these spiders. So they're out and they're more visible to you. And also the foliage is now coming off of all of the vegetation outside. So things are a lot more visible. Spiders and their webs are a lot more visible to people in the fall. Spiders are just a, they're a hot topic in the fall. People will always say, oh, wow, you know, the spiders are so big this time of year. And it's true. A lot of times they are. Spiders are not just here to scare us. Troiano says they're a very important part of the ecosystem and actually do much more good for humans than they do harm. The spiders 
its main niche in the ecosystem is to be an important part of the food chain. We already mentioned that spiders are predaceous, and many spiders will feed on insects. And in fact, they're really the ones that help to keep a lot of insect species in check. They'll feed on a lot of insect pest species, so they really keep insect populations in check. They feed on insects, and they also are an important food source for other organisms. So reptiles, amphibians, birds, a lot of them depend on spiders largely for their diet. If you have spiders in your basement, what should you do about them? Troiano says she just leaves them alone if they're not intruding on her living space. Otherwise, you can step on them, take down their webs, or carefully move them outside. Or if they're a real problem, call a pest control company to take care of them. She does caution listeners to not pick them up and carry them around. Even though most of the spiders in this country are harmless to humans, some have a bite that can cause the same type of health complications as a bee sting in some people. Our next Halloween critter is the bat. It's long been celebrated as a symbol of the holiday, and large numbers are often shown swarming out of a cave or bell tower in films and television shows. Our bat expert has been handling and studying these animals since he was a teenager. Merlin Tuttle is an ecologist, wildlife photographer, conservationist, and author of the book The Secret Lives of Bats, My Adventures with the World's Most Misunderstood Mammals. Tuttle says that bats are found all around the world and come in a wide variety of sizes and shapes. There are more than 1,300 species, and they range from giant flying foxes with six-foot wingspans down to tiny little bumblebee bats, often referred to as the world's smallest mammals that weigh about a third less than a U.S. penny. If there's any bat that says Halloween, it's the vampire bat. Tuttle says that these poor animals have been misunderstood ever since Columbus landed in the New World. His sailors learned about vampire bats, but nobody knew what the, which bats they were. And so when collections of bats were brought back to European museums, it was the ones that had the longest teeth that always got described as vampires. And it turned out that these bats with the longer canines were fruit-eating bats that were using them to rip into hard husks on fruit. And when people went by probably 100 years describing fruit bats as vampire bats, and the actual vampire bats weren't discovered to be vampire bats until relatively late in the game. Bats don't usually attack humans, though they might go after an insect that's close by and look like they're after you. He says they're sociable, smart, and as he found out, trainable. What you wouldn't believe is that even the tiniest bats, I can train them to come to my hand on call. I've trained bats to do things that I'm told that primate behaviors have been unable to train chimpanzees to do. As he said, bats are a big contributor to the ecosystem by eating insects in huge numbers. He adds that there are no more rabid bats out there than any other animal. And overall, these mammals aren't dangerous or scary once you understand them. Tuttle is living proof that if you know what you're doing with bats, you have nothing to fear. I have studied bats for 55 years on every continent where they occur. I have spent hundreds, probably thousands of hours down in caves surrounded by millions of bats. I've personally handled at least a third of the, all the world's species of bats, and I've never been attacked by a bat. I've never been harmed by a bat. I have been vaccinated against rabies like 
any veterinarian is, those of us who handle animals regularly and sometimes are bit in self-defense, we get vaccinated against rabies. But even a rabid bat is almost never a threat to anybody if you don't pick up a sick bat, let it bite you, and then not report the fact that you got bit. To learn more about all things bats and spiders, head to viewpointsradio.org. You can also find more info about both of our guests, Nancy Troiano and Merlin Muddle, on our website. For more behind the scenes and to support our show, follow Viewpoints Radio on Instagram, X, and Facebook. This segment originally aired in October 2018. Our executive producer is Amira Zaveri. Our studio manager is Jason Dickey. I'm Gary Price. Coming up on Viewpoints. We've been on a declining course where we have fewer ties, fewer neighbors we know, fewer friendships, fewer belonging to local associations. What's causing record rates of isolation and loneliness? And what can we do about it then? I think the tricky thing is that we look at deep loss as a transformational gauntlet, and that's not fair. Some things just hurt. Some things just suck. Dealing with the tsunami of grief after loss. I'm Marty Peterson. And I'm Gary Price. These stories in-depth on your public affairs magazine, Viewpoints. And that's Viewpoints for this week. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram to learn more about upcoming shows and find a library of past programs on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify. Plus, you'll always find previous segments and more information about our guests at viewpointsradio.org. Join us again next week for another edition of Viewpoints. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.